Well, I'm wondering today, have you ever heard God calling your name? Have you ever heard God calling you to do something very specific? I'm looking around for some nodding heads. Last night there were some, so yes, there have been people who have heard that happen. Good Shepherd Inspiration Point, staff member Scott Putoff shared a faith story about how he felt the Holy Spirit had spoken to him loud and clear while volunteering at French Park. At first, his main work at the park as a volunteer was to help eliminate invasive species such as honeysuckle that were threatening old growth areas in the park and this one area that was named the cathedral. But then he heard God calling him to do just a bit more for the park and that was to run their social media campaign which he now does because he has the gifts to do so. So I'm wondering, have you heard God calling your name? I know when I've asked people that question in the past, I've heard some very kind of amazing stories over the years. I remember one person said that it was when Pastor Larry was installed, who's a couple pastors past, (laughs) but when he was installed, she just felt like God spoke to her at that installation service to kind of jump in and get involved in ways that she hadn't been before. And guess what? When I've done that, people have often turned that question back on me and have said to me, Pat, have you heard God calling your name? So I think that's where I'll begin today, is to share how I have heard God calling my name. Now, one of the things I want to say, I don't want to disappoint you, but I don't ever remember hearing audibly God calling my name. But I do have a sense that God has called me to ministry, and specifically to ordain ministry. And I think my call to ministry began really when I was quite young, I loved to see the pastors of my home congregation doing ministry. And I liked to see them because I saw them comforting people. I saw them teaching and preaching. And I saw that they just enjoyed being around the body of Christ, the church. And I had this sense that they loved serving God and they loved serving others in the name of Jesus. And I have to tell you the truth. At that time, I thought perhaps the best thing I could do was to marry a pastor and be involved in the Lord's work through, uh, through them, through their ministry. Because you see, this was in the late 60s, and guess what, folks? The first woman wasn't ordained in the U.S. till 1970. So I thought I had to attach myself to somebody else. Well, by the time I was ending my college career, having studied biology and psychology, but also taking some theology courses along the way, I decided I would go to seminary to study to be a counselor with a Christian emphasis. Being a pastor wasn't even in my purview when I arrived at Trinity Lutheran Seminary in Columbus, Ohio. But it was at that seminary, after taking core courses we were all required to take, I began to sense this call that maybe I'm being called to ordain ministry. And it was during my first year of seminary, I saw my first female pastor for the first time. 
That would have been 1981. Never seen one before, arrived seminary, saw one for the first time. And that kind of opened my horizons up. Then I took a preaching course of which I was afraid I might just fail miserably, and I passed, yay. And I began to think, hmm, maybe so, maybe so. And then what really became the incident that ultimately convicted me uh, was when the faculty at the seminary, whom I respected a lot, said to me at my first year faculty evaluation, they said, Patty, that's how they knew me by, was the name Patty back then. They said, Patty, we think you should consider ordained ministry as a place for you to serve God and the church. And with more prayer and discernment, I switched my degree plan from a master's of theological studies to a master's of divinity and studied to be a pastor. So yes, I did hear God calling my name, but maybe not quite in the way some people have experienced. Of course, I do think every pastor, and really even church staff members, have a call story of sorts. They have a way that they've heard God calling their name, and they have answered that call by using their own particular gifts for their own particular ministry. And most recently, because Pastor Lauren has just been here a little over two months now, we've been privileged to hear your call story. Well, why this question? Have you heard God's calling your name? Why all this talk? Well, it's the festival of Pentecost, the day in the life of the church that we celebrate that God has poured out God's empowering and guiding and comforting and directing and sanctifying and forgiving Holy Spirit on all the followers of Jesus. It's on the day of Pentecost while the disciples are in the upper room, huddled there because they're a little afraid that the Holy Spirit descends on them with the rush of a wind and we, there's this talk of tongues of fire on their head. And this empowers them to get up out of that place and go into Jerusalem and to there share the story of Jesus, the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection and what that means for all people. And it is as if that moment, each of those disciples who are given the Holy Spirit hear God speak their name and then say to them, I'm giving you my power, Peter and James and John and Andrew, so you can tell the world what you have seen and heard. I'm giving you my spirit so you can tell the world of the miraculous things I have done, the words I have taught, the fact that I forgave your sins, how I died so you could live forever. I'm sending you Peter, James, and John, and Andrew. For you see, earlier, in earlier days, the spirit was just poured out upon a few gifted individuals. We called them prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah. And they were called by name and given to the Spirit so they could speak for God, and that's what they did, and that's how it's recorded in Scripture. But, but there was going to be this day, the prophet of Joel said, that when the Spirit would be poured out on all, and all would be called by name and given a mission. And even among those who would have typically maybe not been ready to do that work, such as old men and women or young people. Pe uh, they just didn't expect those people to have God's spirit. 
But God's spirit does the surprising thing. It descends on all and gives all people the power to speak the good news of God's love to others. And of course, if you recall the story as told in the Gospel of Luke, the irony is that this promise um, is recalled and so boldly told by Peter, who just a short time before, in fact, 50 days before, could find nothing to say when confronted by the maid in the courtyard at Pilate's residence the night before Jesus was crucified. He would not even say he knew Jesus because he was too afraid. And now he's proclaiming with such power. Later, the world would marvel that these ordinary people were speaking and telling in their own words God's deeds of power. The holy and wild wind of, the, of, of Pentecost called the disciples by name and gave them power to speak and act in the name of Jesus. Some people would say something like this. Our pastor is quite good at sharing the good news of Jesus, so people will understand how faith affects their lives. Our pastor is uh, excellent at calling us to be involved with God's mission. It's kind of like saying we leave it to the professionals. But we misunderstand all of today's scripture if we have that notion that it's only the disciples in Jerusalem or pastors or workers in the church whom God has called by name to share God's love with others. Martin Luther, that brilliant theologian from the 1500s said, pastors speak of God's love on Sunday so the whole church can speak of God's love all week long. Pastors speak to remind the baptized that God has called them by name so the congregation can speak about God's love at their workplace, in their homes, at their schools, at the softball field, on the golf course, at the pool, wherever a person might find themselves throughout the week. Each of us have been called by name by God through our baptism and gifted with the Spirit so we can speak God's love to the world. And that is what we're really celebrating today. This is what we're remembering on the day of Pentecost. God has given his Holy Spirit to each member of the church, each member of this congregation, so all can do ministry and so all can be a part of God's mission in the world. What does this mean for all of us? That was a question in, uh, in the Pentecost text from Acts. What does this mean? It means that we're called to do ministry in the world and we're called to share God's transforming love with others and with the world. And this means young children can do that. And you know what, folks? I've seen the children of Good Shepherd share God's love in many and various ways. The tweens can do it. You guys have been active at GraceWorks and really made an impact at the house in Milford. Confirmands, I had know you guys have been involved with service hours and Garrett, today you're singing as a part of perhaps service hours. Senior high students went to Appalachia, college students do things down on the campus. Those starting their careers, those in the middle of their careers, those stay at home parents, the empty nesters, retirees, all have been called by name by God 
and in gift it with the Spirit so they can share God's love in the world. Well, I have a favorite uh, Christian rock group called Lost and Found, Ken smiling at me. And they have this really decidedly unique sound, folks, as many who have heard it might say. Some people don't like them. I love them. <laughs> well, seven years ago, at a Lutheran youth gathering in Atlanta, Georgia, they were commissioned to write a song, a sending song for our last day together, which they titled The Lutheran Song. And if any of you have heard Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song, often heard at Christmas time, well, that was the inspiration for how they did their lyrics. And in the Lutheran song, they name many of the then-famous modern-day Lutherans, such as Lonnie Anderson, Lyle Lovett, Rick Steves, David Hasselhoff, Sally Struthers, Garrison Keillor, Jared Earnhardt, Norman Schwarzkopf, and Troy Aikman. But they also named some folks who are from the history books, such as Gustavus Adolphus, Johann Sebastian Bach, Johannes Kepler, Soren Kierkegaard, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And this really is the short list of all the names they scrunch into this particular song. But it's the ending I love. I love the last two lines of the song because the lyrics say, Yes, these are all Lutherans, but still just only a few. But the most notable Lutherans of all are every single one of you. This was Michael Bridges and George Baum, members of Lost and Found's way of saying to all of us Lutherans gathered there in Atlanta, because they were talking to Lutherans that day. But I think really to all Christians around the world, that God has called us by name and empowered us with the Spirit. So through our words and deeds, we can participate in God's mission for the sake of the world. On this Pentecost, we remember we are called by name. We are empowered by the Spirit. It lives in each of you. And all these things happen so we can share the news because we are the most notable Christians of all the ones that God is sending now, and that is every single one of you. I pray this Pentecost that spirit fills your lives and that you know that you are sent out to share the love of God with the world. Amen.